welcome and thanks for tuning in to real people real talk relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving this is the podcast that goes there my name is paul calco and i'm your host now let's talk Hello, Thriver, and thank you so much for tuning in today. It's January, and I just want to give you some early motivation this year as it relates to your physical health. So please remember that the goal of Real People Real Talk podcast is to equip and encourage you to be all that God has called you to be. And also, I want to empower you um, to go from surviving to thriving in five ways. Y'all know this spiritually, relationally, mentally, financially, and today, physically. So allow me to frame the conversation. God has given us one body. That's it. We don't get we don't get another one on this side of heaven. And he calls us a steward is steward it well. First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty says, "Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body." So this conversation is going to point you in the right direction so you can glorify God in your body as it relates to physical health. I met each guest at my alma mater, Mississippi College. Each of them have fitness pages on IG that honestly helps me um, to stay motivated as it relates to my physical health. So first, we have Kayana Mitchell. She's pursuing her doctorate of physical therapy, and she also has a dope faith-based podcast called Yana Faith. So welcome to the show, Kayana. Hello, 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 good people. Thanks for having me, Paul. Most definitely glad that you are here. Next, we have Brandy Whitaker. She majored in exercise science at MTSU and now works as a health and wellness coordinator. So welcome to the show, Brandy. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Paul. Most definitely glad you are here. And then we also have Darius Youngblood. He is from my hometown of Vicksburg, Mississippi. He is a certified personal trainer. He does online training with Avidity Ave. So welcome to the show, Darius. What's going on? Thank you for having me, Paul. Most definitely. So, Brandy, we're going to start with you. Tell us what made you um, get into the fitness industry. Um, well, I would say mine just like goes back to when I was a younger, 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 younger Brandy. Um, I was probably, I would say 10. Um, I was almost diagnosed with diabetes. And so it was to the point where like my neck was all black. That's what kind of signs back in like probably like 10 years ago. That's what they would say. That's, that's one sign to say that you're about to be diagnosed with diabetes. So uh, my godmother at that time, she just lost probably like 110 pounds because she was obese. And so she was like, you know what, Brandy, you're not about to be stuck in the bed and be overweight at this age. So I'm going to start walking, walking with you. So at that time, my, my mother, my godmother, till this day, walk six o'clock in the morning till this day. So they was like, OK, Brandy, you're not about to have diabetes. They took me walking and I kid you not, I could not stand on my own. Like literally I had my godmother on one side, my mother on one side, and I was like leaning on them to walk. Like that's how big I used to be. Of course I used to play basketball, but it was nothing like really just getting out there on my own, actually working out. So ever since then, I've just been like focusing on telling people like really fitness is more like a lifestyle. It's not something that 
you just do overnight because I promise you, I have seen several different stages of my body since I've started in fitness. And if anybody in fitness will know that you learn and you grow in it every single day, it's like you've been, it's like you're not the same person you was last year. That's basically how you're not going to be the same trainer or the same person in your fitness journey than you was last year. So pretty much that's really what got me started doing my journey, me almost being diagnosed and not being able to walk. So that will helps me to relate more with people as well. And what a story of redemption. I think I've known you since 2012 and I never Never knew this. So thank you for being transparent and um, sharing sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Darius, I'm curious to hear from you. Same question, man. What made you get into the fitness industry? Uh, so um, I grew up playing sports. Uh, so I always had like the sports background. Um, I got to college, started picking up a little bit more weight. Um, but for good reasons, you know, lifting weights and, you know, you need that type of weight. So um Growing up, I was always the short, stocky guy, you know, lift weights, blase, blase. But after sports, there's no reason to be that, quote unquote, short, stocky guy. So I slowly transitioned to that short, chubby guy. And I was like, nah, I ain't finna live my life short and big right here. So I, I just started working out. Really, I ain't have no guidance, no nothing, because really just getting out there, just trying stuff. And then, like she said, the more and more you get into it, the better you get at it. Uh so that's on my side of it, the opposite side of it. Um, pop's side, everybody has diabetes, granny, pops, aunt. Mom's side is just so many uh, underlying health issues. And, you know, when you grow up seeing things such as like, you know, your granny taking pills every time you go over there, your aunt taking pills every time you go over there, you be like, well, I really don't want to get to that age and have my life in a doctor's hands telling like, hey, you got to do this or hey, you got to take this medicine or hey, you got to get active or this will happen or this will happen. So I was just like, I just take matters into my own hands at the time being and just hopefully I'll be healthy by the time I'm 60, 70, 80 years old. Most definitely, man. That's what's up, man. Athlete representing the Vicksburg Gators. A shout out there. Um, Kayana, Kayana, same question. Like, What made you get into the fitness industry? Um, I was similar to Darius, so I grew up playing sports. Um, I came from the type of household, like you weren't sitting outside. I used to get locked outside all the time. So if it wasn't because I wanted to, it was because I had to. And eventually you got to find stuff to do when you're outside. So it became racing people, you know, just all of a sudden I realized, hey, I'm a little bit athletic. And kind of going into college, combining the knowledge with the actual drive and the ability to do certain things athletically kind of drove me to look deeper into the actual possibilities of like, okay, what is this whole fitness thing? It's not just me going outside and running. It's not just me playing the sport that I love. There's kind of a deeper, more importance to it. So the more I started seeing other people with health issues, even when I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and seeing the importance of, you know, your lifestyle and your decision-making on your actual your fitness life and the longevity of your life in general. And then going into PT school and starting to realize how much it really does impact literally every system in your body from head to toe. I was just like, there's so many things too that are misconstrued about it as well. So it's like, I can combine my knowledge of being an athlete and having that aspect of it with the aspect of being in PT school and understanding what it does to your body and the importance of knowing how to do a certain movement correctly or knowing what the movement can actually do for you in the long run, not just what it looks like it can do for you. And that just pretty much pushed me forward to not just doing it for me, but also doing it for other people that I could possibly influence as well. 
That's dope. That's dope. And as um, the listener, who I like to call Thriver, can see or hear, rather, um, we have some athletes in the house. Um, they took their fitness very personal. And fitness should be taken um, personal, personally and also taken very seriously. And so, Darius, what are the – and all honestly, y'all know this is Real People Real Talk, so I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Um, this episode was really for me, but I just wanted to bless other people with it because this is one of the areas I, that I need to do uh, better in. So what are the keys to getting in shape, Darius? Uh, I, I like to tell people you just got to start first. Like, you know, a lot of people, it's like, well, I'll start top of the year. Or I'll start Monday. Just kind of just start where you are. Like, if the only thing you can do is walk, start walking. It'll run. Just kind of start where you are. And kind of grow from there. If you don't know what to do, you can always seek help. Don't be afraid to ask somebody like, hey, what do you do at the gym? Or find you some type of, um, like today is the social media age. Find you somebody to follow and do some workouts that they're doing. Just My main thing is just, just starting. Just kind of getting the ball rolling. I would definitely add on to that. One of the biggest things I tell people as well is to take that initial step. Another thing that I kind of get in return to that is like, well, maybe I don't have time for it. And another thing that I press people a lot on is making time. I feel like even when I have spiritual conversations with people, as far as like their walk with God and the time that they make to talk to him and how that sometimes can be a hassle as well. It's like just reminding people that we make time for what we want to make time for. If I want to squeeze in some plans with some friends, usually I figure out how to do that. If I want to take a trip out of town or drive here, do that, get this, new pair of shoes, so on and so forth, that we make time for what we want to make time for. And just like I said, in our spiritual walk, just the same thing physically. If it's just, I'm going to go walking for this amount of time, I'm going to go do a quick run for this amount of time, or even a a dietary decision, I'm going to make time to not go to a fast food restaurant and actually get the groceries and make the food. So I think that's the biggest thing too, that I push as well. It's just flat out being disciplined and just make the time no matter how hard or kind of I guess, uneasy or annoying it may seem to be. So just piggyback off of what they were saying, um, I would say just starting as well, but also with my clients, I kind of tell them it's a mind thing. Like you can start, but mentally your mind has to be there. That's why I always have to feel like I have to sit and talk to my clients because I will straight up, this is a real talk. So I will straight up tell my client, like mentally, if you're not there, then we don't need to work out because I can, because Mentally, that's going to affect me. As you get older, you see how mental health is very important as well. So um, me starting off as a trainer, I'll take people and then they'll just stop. So I feel like mentally, I have to sit down and see where you at. When she was saying, basically, like, you make time for what you want. So when I'm sitting down with you, I'm talking to you, say, okay, what's what's your time looking like? What's your schedule look like? like? What your schedule looks like? So I can know, like, mentally, both of us right here. That we know where we are, what's our goal? Because your time, I'm only working you out an hour. So if we have 24 hours in a day, that means you have 23 hours left in that, in that day. What you're going to do? What can you do outside of me that's going to set you apart from everything else? So I just make sure, like, you really mentally know where you want to be. You can start anytime. Also, too, like, set realistic goals. Don't say, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in one month. No, let's say, okay. Let's lose five pounds. And then if you see them five pounds is gone within a week or two, then, okay, let's push another five pounds. But if you set realistic goals, they will let you know that, okay, I can do this. Not setting goals that you know that probably if you're not putting forth your diet, the working out, all that stuff doesn't correlate, then those goals that you got for losing 20 pounds, it's not going to correlate. So I just say mentally make sure you're there before you put yourself anywhere. 
all all good info right there. And I feel like I say this humbly, like I know how to get in shape. But my struggle, and I'm sure that I'm not alone, um, maybe some of the listeners can relate to this, um, which is the next question. Like, what are the keys to staying in shape? Because one thing to get in shape, but how do you stay in shape? Hashtag maintaining. And um, Brandon, we'll kick it back to you first. Um, that's like I said, setting those realistic goals. So, um, if, like I said, you want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, don't say you're going to lose those 20 pounds in a month. Let's really sit down and see, okay, my diet, the time I'm putting in the type of workouts I'm putting in, what if I'm targeting, what if like everything, you have to make sure you put all that in mind before you set that realistic goal. Um, also to you, just the type of person you are, you might be a person who can't go to the gym by themselves. So find you a work, a person that you can hold you accountable and that you can, you can hold each other accountable. So both of you guys be like, okay, we're going to go to the gym today. Um, sometimes when I used to, cause I, even though I am a trainer, sometimes I do get in those funks. So I would find me a person who I know is going to lift heavy on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I make sure I hit that person up on Monday and Wednesdays. Like, Hey, are we going, even though I really don't want to go, but I know that person's going to hold me accountable. So, or if I want to do cardio, I have a friend that I know I hate cardio. I have a friend that I know for sure. If I hit her up, I'd be like, Hey, you want to go do some cardio? That's just me holding myself accountable and I'm allowing her to hold myself accountable. So sometimes you could do it like that or, you know, switch up your diet, make it fun. Like, cause it, it doesn't have to be the same old squat, jump up, all that stuff. Cause sometimes I would freak my clients out with new stuff, but that's only, so that's just like you being a teacher, you know, I'm trying to keep my kids interested. So my clients, sometimes I don't want to say they are kids. That's the wrong way to say it, but I try to keep them interesting, keep them on their toes. Cause you don't always want to keep that same person doing them squats and then a press. Cause they're gonna be like, dang, we did this last week. That's boring. And of course, your body's gonna know it too. Your body's gonna get acclimated to it. So just make sure you like make it fun. Find somebody that you can hold accountable, or find another trainer, or find another friend that you know is going through the same thing, and that you both you guys can uplift each other pretty much. Uh, I guess piggybacking off that, um, consistency, just really just staying consistent for real. Cause, uh, like you hear a lot of people like, well, I worked out for about four to five weeks and I lost about four to five pounds. So shoot, I'm finna just going back to eating what I was eating or doing what I was doing. And they just kind of stopped their whole train when it comes to the working out. So like, I like, to, you, you gotta be consistent with it. And just like she said, for me, um, I have friends that like I, on Saturday, I got a friend that I go to the gym with because I know he does this type of lifting that I don't normally do by myself and I'm not going to do by myself. And then on on Mondays, I if I want to do a different like a CrossFit or a different type of work, I have somebody that I can call that I know they're going to do it and I know they're going to push me to do it. So just finding like finding like that rabbit to kind of just keep you going and keep you keep you progressing. Hey, did you want to um, did you want to add to that? Uh, well, I think I would talk about the diet part too, because I feel like that's a lot of the area that people lose themselves, and I'm included, especially when I was diagnosed with UC, and they was telling me everything that I couldn't eat, and I'm just like, I'm getting real sick of eating the chickens and the and the fish and the tilapia and like the little side, you know, the little food prep meals, because eventually, I mean, like, yeah, it looks cute for the pictures, but if I'm sitting here eating this, you know, what I'm saying every single day. Something's just going to have to give, especially leaving a certain lifestyle where you used to just, oh, okay, if I feel like eating a burger, I'm going to eat a burger. You know what I'm saying? So I think the biggest thing that I've had to do that I encourage people to do to kind of switch it up 
I like looking at recipes. I'll get on Pinterest. If I go to work, I'm talking to somebody like, ooh, that looks good. Young blood, they always just be, I'm like, ooh, you know, I might need to try a little something. I got the little shrimp and, you know, just make it fun. And if you mess up, then okay, cool. Hopefully it wasn't too expensive being wasting money or no salmon or anything like that. But, you know, just kind of keep it light, keep it fun. Try to air fry or something. See if you can do a little vegan meal. Don't have to go vegan. I don't want to scare nobody. Okay. But a vegan meal every now and then, I feel like kind of adds a little pizzazz in there. So I definitely say that you can also spice up your life and keep it, keep it jazzy with the healthy eating as well. Okay, Yana, I'm glad you brought it up about food. I know um, originally when I was thinking through um, the flow of this conversation, it was all um, about exercise. But I've heard it said that you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. And, like, often, like, food is a culprit. Like, in American culture, in black culture, in church culture, food is very prevalent. When people die... We eat when people get married. We eat when people have a baby. We eat, and so that, that food um, is is the is the culprit. And a lot of times in the church, we don't speak to that. Speaking as a young adult pastor, we don't always speak to that. Um, but in all honesty, the same way a person can be addicted to alcohol or addicted to drugs, they can be addicted to food. They can be addicted to the salt and to um, the sugar. And so that's one of the areas that um, I, I've struggled with because like, I started twenty twenty off. Well, um, I had lost some weight. I was playing a lot of basketball about three, four times um, a week. And then COVID hit and um, you can't play basketball with a mask. And so we've been like trying to bounce back of different ways like to, to uh, get back in shape. And so um, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. That we've got to be careful with this food and what we put into our bodies. And um, Darius, we'll kick it to you. Um, why is it important to take our physical health seriously? Like, What's the point? What are the benefits? Physical health, man, I, I always tell people at my gym, uh, well, not my gym, the gym that I work at, um, you know, like, well, hey, you know, I've been doing, I've just been walking, but like, you know, my knee, my knee is hurting me a little bit. It's been a little stiff. I'm like, you know, when the last time you just kind of like, you know, did a, a body weight squat or anything like that, like, ooh, it's been a while. You know what I'm saying? So like, I always tell people, like, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know what I'm saying? Like, our bodies are made to move. Like, it's not made to just kind of be sedentary and just sit it's made to squat it's made to jump it's made to run it's made to move the more you the more physically healthy you are the better you feel overall even with the eating even with the exercise like something as small as uh a run around the street you'll feel a lot better than if you were just kind of just lounging around you have more energy i would just say eating it's like the 80 20 rule pretty much with exercise um, you know how people like, you know, with the woman, with the guy, whatever, the 80-20 rule is really 80% of your diet, 20% of the exercise. Um, the only reason I say that is because um, just like for right now, I'm on myself right now, I'm on doing a challenge. I see a difference when me just drinking water every day, not drinking nothing but water. That's clearing up my face. Um, that's from digestive system, from everything. I just feel like I feel different. I feel, I feel freer. I feel like I can do more. Um, also, I feel like with your diet, if you want, say, for instance, I have a client, if they want to tone up, my client told me, Brandy, you know, I want to tone up, but I still want to eat bad. Okay, but it would be different if she was, this is just how I am because I'm realistic. It would be different if she was obese and she told me, Brandy, I'm going to lose weight and I want to eat bad. You can do that. 
The only way you can do that, because I've done that, if you eat in moderation. It depends on your health goal. So I can say, I can tell her, oh, yeah, you can do that, but she's not going to tone up. She's just going to gain weight. She's probably going to bulk up. She's not going to really look good. She's not going to have the body that she wants. But if I was with somebody that was obese and wanted to change up their diet, all they have to do is eat in the moderation, still kind of eat bad, they can lose 20 pounds like that. It's just a, it's a difference in their body. So you have to know you have to know your body as a woman, as a man. Um, and that's has, that's why everybody say with, with fitness is a lifestyle because you learn about your body every single day. Like last week, I just learned that I love sweet potato fries and I never liked sweet potato fries. And it hits me right every single time. And it's been getting me some gains that I've been needed. Like she said with the meal prep, you can do the chicken and rice, but that gets boring. So switch it up. Sometimes do a burrito and add some chicken, a little season, or do it with some shrimp and make your own coleslaw with it and have a little bit of sriracha sauce on top. You can make it fun and you can make it tasteful. You just have to be careful with all that sodium because in in the African-American community, we lack awareness when it comes to diabetes, stroke, high blood pressure. And all that comes from us eating too good. And you know we love our fried food. We And that's when the air fryer come in handy, too. We can still eat fried chicken. You can still you can still make that fried chicken like you want to, but just dump it in the air fryer. Take that oil away. That's just if somebody who doesn't want to let go of fried chicken. It's other alternatives. You just have to figure it out what works for you. It might not work, it might not work for the next person, but it might work for me. I would say... At first, kind of going through just the fitness life of myself, I just know I just felt better. So going through, if I'm going into an exam, I know if I work out, it kind of helps me calm down, get into a better mood. I can focus a little bit better and I'm not as stressed. I'm not as tense. And then going into school is I'm starting to learn more and more about the way that the body works and how literally everything functions based off of the energy that we, for one, take in through food and two, can burn through exercise. And especially nowadays, it's important to remember this as well as our immune health is also boosted by how much we exercise. So of course, now with everything going on, our immune health is extremely important, especially if there are other comorbidities that may be going on like diabetes, because in retrospect, as everyone's been saying in the news, like things like diabetes increases your risk for other sicknesses and diseases. So everything literally has an entire domino trickle effect. So knowing that if I can just do this one thing, it can alleviate literally everything after that is really the biggest sell point for me because I mean, who doesn't want to live longer? Who doesn't want to be sick? Who doesn't like Darius said, want to wake up every morning and have their life planned out day by day by how many pills they have to take that day and what time they have to take those pills. Um, And also just really life and happiness because I don't want to look over my shoulder constantly like, Oh, am I, am I feeling sick? Am I feeling woozy or, Oh, is this knee about to give out and so on and so forth. So that's that's just my whole take on it. And I'll add to that personally, man, health just is interconnected. When I and you guys said this before, but when I exercise, I'm just normally in a better mood. Um, I'm in a better mood mentally and emotionally. And then uh, that's personally, but from like the research and academic side, according to Better Health Channel, um, and I'll leave that link in the show notes. It says if you are consistently physically active, you may reduce your risk of a heart attack. Um, you can manage your weight a lot better, um, have lower blood cholesterol and lower blood pressure. And then once again, we see it here in academic research, you can feel better with more energy, a better mood, feel more relaxed and sleep better. It's all connected. And so 
when I say the phrase steps to staying motivated, what comes to your mind first, Brandy? Um, steps to staying motivated. I think about when I have my first session and I'm say if I'm doing a push up. And it's so difficult for me. Like, it's really difficult. Like, I really, I barely can push myself. I always tell my clients, I want you to pay attention to this moment right here. Where this moment where you're crying and you can't pull yourself up. Or this moment you're crying, you're doing this push-up. This moment you're crying when you can't barely sit up. Because I promise you, it's going to be two, three weeks later that you're going to be able to do it. Like, it's, it might be hard right now. But nothing is easy at all. If you want to be successful in this industry or be successful with your weight loss, it's going to be difficult, but I want you to find those moments that you feel like it's really difficult. And then you look over the hill, over the mountain, and you're like, dang, I could really do this push-up." And it's not because of me. It's because of yourself. Because all I'm here to do is just to talk to you. That's all I'm doing, just to talk to you. I'm not here to bring it. I'm not here to put, I'm not here to do it with you or anything. I'm just really just here to talk to you, to motivate you. So it's really yourself. You really pushing yourself. So I want you to I tell my people all the time, pay attention to those little things. Pay, pay attention to that little fat in the corner that two weeks later you don't see under your arms. Or that's just the little stuff because as women, we're so hard on ourselves. And I know this is sound funny me saying this, but it's actually helped because you pay attention to that scale. You pay attention to you using those measurements, measuring tape. Sometimes that doesn't work. In the real world, that's not gonna help. That's not gonna help the average person because they're gonna be like, "They scale. I'm still 185." But if you look back at how strong you got in, that should push you. Like if you look at how your body fat percentage has went down a little bit, that should push you. So also that goes when setting those realistic goals. So just be real with yourself and just look at yourself and push yourself a little bit harder because it's in this in this industry it's so much your body can do like your body is amazing like you can really you really like it's crazy like how much you can see like the things that your body can do and you never ever imagine yourself doing it ever like a push-up i never thought in my world in the world i'd be able to do a push-up or a bench press never ever now i'm trying to hang out with the guys you know sometimes you know i struggle a little bit but i keep up with them. you know i i hold my ground but <laughs> It's really just about pushing yourself and just find those little things that you find difficult. And then later on, be like, dang, I did that myself. I did that. Yeah. I definitely said that's something that I learned while being in college, like being an athlete. And it never made sense to me while we were doing it. I always thought that we were kind of competing against each other. But every time we would get a new number maxing out, he would always write the number down. And each time we would come in each week, we will see that number and we'll try to either increase it by a certain percentage per week or just even if it's like, OK, let me add a two and a half pound plate to this just to see if I can push me one more set. And I feel like kind of going back to what Brandy was saying, it also depends on your personality. Some people are more inner motivated and some people are more extra motivated. And I feel like that's a good way for someone that's inner motivated to just be like, OK, like I know this is what I did this week. If I did a 15 pound dumbbell for this week, it may not be the same next week. You know, maybe even two weeks from now, I know, okay, if I could increase this just a little bit, then I know that I'm getting stronger, even if I'm not seeing the the weight difference on the scale or or the measurement difference at the same time. And I also want to speak on people that are also outwardly motivated. So I think that's also very common too. Um, but kind of thinking that mindset, sometimes the outward motivation, I know for me, can sometimes shift to be comparison. And I think that's a big thing too, to know that there's a fine line between 
like, yeah, I'm going to bring someone with me to work out or I'm going to see this person on Instagram. I'm going to compete to like, okay, I know they did this movement. Let me try this. And not so much as like, if it doesn't work out or if I'm constantly like, oh, okay, well, they look like this. Let me hear up and do that. So I just want to also kind of tag in there too, as we're being motivated, make sure it's a healthy motivation to where we're not beating ourselves down, trying to be like the next person, but we're looking at someone getting ideas and seeing how much we can push ourselves in with respect to what they're able to do and knowing that either one day we will get there or it will be a version of that that we weren't before. Yeah, I really be cutting up. I'm just going to say that. But uh, to add on to that, uh, like health is, is like they say, it is like a lifestyle. So like, let's just say if, if, if you're a teacher, right, you're going to kind of put the game plan together before you go into your classroom. Like this is what I'm going to implement. These are going to be my goals by the end of this nine weeks. But, you know, in four weeks, we're going we're gonna to be at this point. So it's the same with fitness. When you come in, you're like, OK, I have this overall goal that I want to reach in five, six months. But week one, week two. This what we at. And then we're going to build off that and keep building and keep building. So um, the the big picture and the, the end goal may seem far away. But once you kind of implement those small steps to get you to that big goal, it seems more it seems more attainable. It seems more reachable. And usually most of the time you get to that end goal time, you're either way ahead of schedule or right on schedule. So. Like I said, have an end goal, but also have like small stepping stones to get you to that end goal, like realistic goals, as Brandy said. And find your reason why. Yep. Why? Mm-hmm. That's very important. Your why. I would tell people all the time why you are doing this. What is what is pushing you? Because at the end of the day, that's gonna make you get them last ten push-ups you got at the end of that workout. So that's important too. A word. <laughs> <laughs> man just synthesizing what you what you guys and guys have said um accountability is important we've seen that come up a lot um having a plan we see that come up a lot and i also like the most recent thing y'all brought up is i'm um, not getting discouraged and celebrating those non-scale wins because there's been um weeks i go to the scale and nothing has changed i'm like well um this shirt fitting better but the uh, scale haven't changed so celebrating those non-scale wins and we want to, I want to kind of switch the conversation, talk about what are some things that people misunderstand about fitness. And I want you guys already brought it up that fitness is, it's not this destination where you get here and like, all right, that's it. But fitness is more of a lifestyle. It is a journey. Um, what other misunderstandings would you add to that? Um, starting with you, Kayano. I think the biggest thing that I've noticed, and I'm going to be very transparent that I've had to accept myself is like, you can't change genetics. And I feel like it was a very hard pill for me to swallow at first because no one could tell me that I wasn't going to lift my way into looking like Serena Williams. There was just no way that I was going to accept that. And as I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, as I'm looking at my genes, I'm looking at the people in my family, it's a very slim chance that all of a sudden this lean muscle is going to turn into, you know what I'm saying, whatever else it is that I want it to be. I'm not going to sit at the table and eat my greens and cornbread and actually walk away, you know, think that I'm going to actually look like something that I'm actually not capable of looking like. And also coming back to just being grateful for what it is that I actually do look like. Um, and also another thing is no, there isn't really a such thing as spot training. I feel like there's been situations where, okay, I'm just going to work on my stomach or I'm just going to work on my legs. Like that's just going to be bad on that. But the way that the body works and the way that most exercises work is for instance, doing a squat, 
I've had to come to grips. Like, okay, yeah, I can be strong all day. Leg day. Yes, ladies, I know we love leg day. But if I put a, a bar on my back and I don't have enough core strength or upper body strength to hold that bar there, there is a very slim chance that I'm going to keep increasing my weight with these squats if I'm not consistently doing other things to strengthen myself to be able to do these leg exercises that we all love so much and that we want to do. Yeah. I think Just that's to why I'm going to jump in there real quick. Um, I think people in this industry forget, well, think that squats is the only way that you can. The only way that you can, you know, gain muscles in your legs. And it's not. It's not at all. Um, you can do other exercises and forget doing squats. And if you're doing those exercises, perfect form. Um, if you've got your game plan, you can miss squats for three, four weeks. And then you go back to squats and you can still live heavy if you are putting yourself on a nice program and nice regimen to make sure you are building those muscles around that. Cause if you don't, like I said, in the beginning of um, the show that it gets boring. So you can still build up that muscle and then go back to the squats. Like, oh dang, I'm lifting a little bit heavier. Um, also you, I want people to know that my body would not be your body. Basically I cannot compare myself cause I fit, I, I'm guilty to doing this myself. I have to um, follow some of the coolest people on fitness industries, just because it's me as a woman, I compare my body to theirs and it's not me hating or anything. It's just for my sanity because of me, how I am. I'm like, dang, I want to look a little bit like that. I want to do this. And it's not going to happen. You are your own body goals. At the end of the day, men, women, you are your own body goals. So I want to tell people keep on pushing because if you realize that you're your own body goals, you can, like I said, you can see some amazing things with your body. If you if you see and focus like I'm my own body goes, you're going to see some crazy things going on. I have to do that for 20, 20. I had to do that for myself. Be like, hey, Brandy, you can't be like this person on Instagram. You can't be like this. Like you have to set yourself apart. And so my mentor even told me he was like, stop competing, stop competing and just create. It's a difference from you just competing. and You can just create. If you just create it's you're going to set yourself apart from the person that you're competing with, you know, because that person you're competing with probably does something else differently. And doesn't mean you're not that good at it, but you're probably more creative doing something like this. Or if you just put it out there, you can find something else that you're really good at. So um, a lot of people with that. And like she said, with spotting, you can't spot it. You can't hit me up and say, Brandon, let's just work on these glutes today and think this is all we're going to do because it's not going to work like that. Or Brandon, well, let's all just work on these abs. No, because we can do some. We do other exercises that can actually curve your body out that won't just focus on your butt and focus on your abs. So it's plenty of stuff you can do. So I just want people to understand that this field is is really huge. So much from boxing, hits, from CrossFit, from everything. Just shock your body. It's, it's so much stuff you can do, pretty much. Uh, another thing I, I guess I can piggyback and add on to um, – don't lose that 10 pounds by your birthday and then start working out after your birthday. Please just go and stay consistent with it. Like if you can lose the 10 within that time frame, why can't you lose another 10? It's just stay consistent with it. Like you know you can. Like it's in you. Yeah, you've done it. So why not just keep building and keep progressing all of the things like that? And then also, it's no well, I haven't found one. I'm pretty sure there's no supplement or no exercise that can help you lose. 20 pounds in two weeks or 30 pounds in three weeks. Like 
you didn't put that we didn't put those 30 pounds on in two to three weeks so it ain't it's not gonna take two to three weeks to try to get all that weight back off like we put in the work sitting at the table eating and chilling not getting that exercise to put that weight on so it's gonna be even harder to kind of get that weight off but like they said anything worth having it, you must work for it and it will be rewarding at the end i promise you <laughs> once you get once you see once you see that weight shedding and you look in that mirror and that stomach tucked back in a little bit you're like okay okay i did so i did so just stay consistent with it be realistic with um everything you do as far as working out supplements give yourself a reasonable time to lose certain weight or reach certain goals so I'm going to add a little bit because I, I got to speak to myself too for a minute. I almost forgot some cardio. Cardio isn't just, you know what I'm saying, just the weight loss guru. It's also very important for our actual like cardiovascular health, the way our heart functions, the way that we pump blood, the way that we're able to breathe and circulate and actually be able to function. And also another thing that I'm starting to realize that I'm really not trying to accept, but as far as actual weight training goes, the endurance that I get from cardio is what's going to help me get through the actual workout of me lifting. Because most of the time when I'm lifting now, I'm starting to notice like I'm not really like my body's not tired. Like, yeah, I'm starting to feel the pump a little bit, but I'm so gassed right now that I'm barely even able to go to the next thing that I want to do because I just really hate doing cardio and I'm choosing not to do it. But the importance of having a well-balanced a fitness regimen and workout regimen is extremely important and not just being like, okay, I like doing this. So let me just stick to it. But knowing that just like the way our bodies are willed or machine, it needs a will or machine to get it through its basic function. So it can, like Daria said, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So I just want to add that as well. So we see that cardio weights and diet are all important. And I may sound fatherly here, but I just want to tell you, as you're coming into this new year, if you haven't yet, um, and you're, you know, you can with insurance or whatever, do what you can to get an annual checkup. Um, so you can get some medical advice and so they can give you specifics for your body because health is very personal. There's a lot of things, principles we can learn from each other, but health is very personal. And I just want to encourage you at the top of this year. I know a lot of times this is where, you know, in a pre COVID year, like January, the gyms will be extremely full. I just want to encourage you and really talking to myself to invest in your health. Uh, maybe this is the year you invest in a trainer. Maybe this is the year you invest in a um, nu- nutritionist because you can't put off the um, health. Health is one of the things that you can't delegate to anybody else. That is your responsibility um, only. And you see another common theme is about being realistic. So to the person that's trying to lose a quick 30, as Darius said, you didn't put on a quick 30. So you're probably not going to lose a quick 30. And don't be discouraged like to use um, a baseball analogy. Um, don't get discouraged if you don't hit the home run or the grand slam. Just get on base. Take it a pound at a time. And so, uh, man, y'all are dropping um, gems today. I really appreciate um, how real and raw and transparent y'all were. And really, it's kind of like a hidden but very important lesson that um, that you might people may not readily think about when it comes to, to health is that we need to stay away from unhealthy comparison. Like we all got different bodies, different genetics. So we got to be careful with that. Let's get even more practical. Um, Brandy, what are some tools or resources that can help a person out on their fitness journey? Um, when it comes to diet part, um, I have seen resources like my fitness pal has helped people 
um, with, with your diet that really is, you just pretty much put in everything that you ate that day. You know, give you the calories from the grams, the protein, everything that you need on your diet that you ate that day. Just to keep account, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to stay in a calorie deficiency or if you're trying to have a high carb, or low carb, high protein, low protein, you basically figure it out with that fitness pal. Um, also, you can keep a journal um, pretty much of like your weights. Um, also, too, I try to tell people what's very important is recovery. I have learned that in 2020 that recovery is very, very important. Only because I have bad knees from being, and I know y'all athletes, so y'all probably have bad knees too. So y'all understand. So recovery is very, very, very important. And sometimes, like, it sounds weird, but with fitness, a lot of people don't know, like, it's really connecting, like, connecting with the muscles mentally like sometimes I would think in like holistically like um just sitting there just moving with your body touching your toes and really getting in tune with your body because your body will speak to you so that's very important like on my leg my leg days I make sure I connect with my knees I connect to my lower body to make sure I'm really just stretching it out because them things will talk you will hear them quicker, 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 quicker while I'm walking. So <laughs> I try to take my time and just really like focus on recovery and my eating and reading and God too. I'm telling you, I my fitness journey has changed too. Just like talking to him, like with me just drinking more water or just me like not eating so much fried chicken because I'm human. I love fried chicken. I was born in the South, so I love me. A honey high with lemon pepper on top. I really want to eat this. And it sounds it sound like crazy, but I really have to be like that because I love to eat. So I have to be mindful of like, okay, if I want honey high, I'm going to go to that air fryer. And I'm probably going to put some chicken in there. We're going to put a little honey hot on there. We might put a little lemon pepper too, but it's good. At the end of the day, it's not. it might not be the healthiest, but it's an alternative. That's what I try to tell people. Like you don't all you don't have to go cold turkey. That's one key thing. You don't have to go cold turkey. Like this is what I'm about to do. This it. When I was about to get when I was di- almost diagnosed with diabetes, I didn't even stop eating the way I ate. I just ate in moderation. Because being that I was the only child, my mama just she just knew to feed me. I was spoiled, so she was just feeding me whatever I wanted to eat. So after that, when she learned I was about to be diagnosed with diabetes, she still was giving me what I wanted to eat. But instead of me getting a ten piece chicken nugget. She gave me a five-piece chicken nugget meal. Instead of me getting a Whopper, she gave me a Junior Whopper. So you just switches. It's different stuff that you can do. Like I said, you can't. You don't have to go cold turkey. For instance, I can't even think of his name. A guy from American Idol, Randy. I think his name is Randy. His story, how he lost weight. He didn't go cold turkey and start like going on this crazy diet. He just ate in moderation. He he put himself in a calorie deficiency. Now, when you want to get more in tune with your body, you want to tone up. That's when you really just watching, okay, this is how much sodium I need. This is how much protein I need. This is how much carbs I need. This is how much. That's when you start focusing more. But other than that, you can make other alternatives and still make it interesting. I would say just adding on to that, being as knowledgeable and as educated as you can about what your body needs. So like you said, with my fitness pal or the different running apps and stuff like that. Or as you're hearing about different diets, I think the biggest thing that I'm learning about being in PT school is there's, there are set numbers that people 
tend to require for their bodies as far as like how you how much fat you take in, how much cholesterol you take in, just to be able to function in general, regardless of what weight goals you may possibly have. And then aside from that, knowing what your body can do, depending on the changes that you make to it. So it's important to know, okay, they may be different. Someone over there may tolerate eating a certain amount of protein compared to me. Or what happens if I eat too much protein and can it be counterproductive and pretty much be stored as fat? And now I'm trying to figure out why I'm still gaining weight because I'm boosting up a certain amount in calories from protein and stuff like that. And knowing like what your body burns first when you work out and knowing the importance of the different workouts you need to do that can optimize you burning the fats or the carbs and so on and so forth. I feel like I sound really nerdy and scientific, but like the more that I learn about it, the more it's just like, it makes so much more sense and you don't have to work as hard because you know exactly what you're doing. You're going in with the purpose and you're not getting caught up in all these diets and sometimes even putting yourself at a health risk because someone told you to completely cut something out from your diet or to try some crazy cleansing smoothie. And now you're trying to figure out why you dehydrated and stuff like that. So I think being as knowledgeable as you can without depending so much on what you can see and what people may tell you. So I think however much research you can possibly do, it's on Google, FDA, all of that, just however many articles you can read and just listening to your body. Even if like Paul said, going to the doctor, seeing if you have anything, is your blood sugar low. If you are having high levels of um, triglycerides, you're like different cholesterols in your blood and knowing like going from there, me personally, okay, what do I need to eat more of? What do I need to eat less of? And then implementing that to working out and then kind of going from there. Yeah, I'm just staying educated, you know, stay educated uh, on what you're doing. Um, also, like Brandon said a while back, uh, kind of figure out your why as well, because uh, a lot of people, once they hear about working out, they always think, well, it's just all about losing weight, all about doing this. But like, honestly, with my fitness journey, uh, it helped with like my physical appearance, but mainly for me, it just kind of helped with my mental space. Cause I just had a, a lot of stuff going on mentally and a lot of stuff going on in my life. And like, we need that outlet and fitness was that outlet. That was, that was my main why, I guess you could say, Brent, that was my main why as far as fitness and things like that, as far as just the mental aspect of it. Cause like, it does help with your mood. It does help with, if you're, you just feeling, I don't know, you're just having one of those days, you go get a good little workout, um, throw some weight around, slam some balls down, jump on some boxes. You leave the gym like, okay, you know what? I feel better about the situation. Now I can, now I can move forward or not have no type of resentment or no type of ill feeling towards anyone or anything that kind of happened throughout that day or throughout that week. So really just finding your why and just continually to educate yourself as you grow in your fitness journey. I appreciate that all of that and my um the counsel that I see. One of the uh, quotes that kind of stuck with me as relates to uh, physical health is you don't wait until you feel good to exercise, but you exercise and then you'll feel good. And the only um, resource that I would add to is my Fitbit uh, that my wife got for me for my um, recent birthday. And it just helped keep up with my steps and my calories. I can look right at it and see. All right. Then I know it's the end of the day, but I need to go take a walk and get those steps and get those calories. And so, yeah, health is the new wealth. And before we land this plane, let me just read this to you. First Timothy four, eight says for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life 
and the life to come. So physical training does have value. And I'll leave a link to this in the show notes. But according to GodCourses.org, it says our goal in exercise should not be to improve the quality of our bodies so that other people will notice us and admire us. Rather, as we're taking this conversation vertical now, rather the goal of exercise should be to improve our physical health. So we will possess more physical energy that we can devote to our spiritual goals. And so y'all know the flagship question that I normally ask about going from surviving to thriving. I'm going to uh, remix it just a little bit. So um, Kayana, we'll start with you. Talk to the person that's sitting on the couch struggling. Give them some encouragement as it relates to their physical health. Um, I think the biggest thing, just to wrap up everything that we've said into high points, is just knowing that your only limit is you and you'll never get to this moment back. You never get today back. So really just to get up and go do it because no one's going to do it for you. I know everything that's worth getting isn't always the easiest thing to go get. And I feel like the end reward is always so much more, I guess, fulfilling than what it seems like is holding us back from what it is that we want to get to and knowing that also wrapping in what you were saying, Paul, spiritually being grateful for the bodies that we have and understanding that God gave us the ability of our limbs. Not everyone has the ability of their limbs and honestly reverencing our ability to have a fitness life back to him. And if you're not going to do it for anybody else, like God, I'm going to go, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to exercise this body because you gave me the ability to, I'm going to appreciate it in every possible way that I can going back to not comparing and also knowing that, okay, God, I did this for you. Or even sometimes for me, if I can get myself to just sit still and have a spiritual time at home, I can, okay, I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm God going, Ooh, Lord, this, this way a little heavy, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna find time and I'm gonna talk to him in between time. Or even if I'm trying to catch my breath, the things that stressing me out, I can feel not only the endorphins of working out, making me feel better, but also feeling at peace with God because he's also in that space with me at the same time. So just being intentional, um, getting up and going, getting it, just knowing that it's your responsibility and enjoy doing it at the same time. You know, don't look at it as something that you're just obligated to do because no one likes to be forced to do anything. But knowing that this is going to be one of the best choices, aside from giving your life to Christ that you could possibly make going forward with pretty much elongating the longevity of your life. So, so I'm just piggyback off of her. Um, what she said, but I want to say, like, find that reason why again. You find that reason why you can't do it, address that demon, and then go to God about it, and then just tackle it and go from there. Like, just if you sit on a couch, take a couple steps to the kitchen, grab you a knife, and make you a peanut butter jelly sandwich you want to. That's a little cardio right there. It doesn't have to be you going in the gym and doing box jumping, box jumps and jumping jacks and burpees. It can be you just going to your mailbox. It can be you walking to the gas station. It can be you taking your grandchild outside, walking her on the sidewalk, or it can, or think about that you can't even walk your grandchild outside, or you can't walk with your child. Um, you can't do certain things with your kids because your lack of exercise. So just think about that. The all the all the missing all the things that you're missing. You're not being able to do certain things with your family because of your health. Um, and then you think about, okay, my health is just, a, and I'm the reason why my health is not right. Then, okay, if I could change it, then let me get up. Or that child that you know that you can't walk with, ask that child and be like, hey, baby, can you walk with me today? Or that husband that you got, hey, baby, can you walk with me? Your wife, ask her, can you walk with me? 
find somebody around you because it, with me, I would never, ever, ever got off that couch if it wasn't for my mother and my and my mother and my godmother. So sometimes for that person who can't push themselves, find somebody else to push them or that anybody who's listening to us, you can be that person to get that person off the couch. At the end of the day, if you feel like it's somebody that you know that's on that couch, take them for their walk. Don't make it seem like you're taking them to really go walk and exercise. Just talk to them. Be like, hey, how you doing? How you feeling today? You just got them up for five to ten minutes. If that's something, you just you started right there. Then after that, maybe you can take them to walk to the gym. They might stop at the door, but hey, you walk them to the gym. The next week, they might go inside the gym and they might walk back out. But you getting them closer and closer to that goal, realistic goals, and you helping them push themselves to get better. So, uh, like Paul said earlier, like you know, you got one life, you got like one body. So why not, you know, see see how far you can push and why not see how great you can be as a person? Like it's not like guys gonna call us home and be like, well. You ain't lose that 15 pounds, so let me send you back down there right quick so you can lose. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why not Why not get to that point to where we just want to be a better person each and every day? So uh, that's that's just kind of my, like, encouragement to anyone. Um, and it doesn't even have to be – it doesn't even have to be, like, physical health right now. It could just start off with you something small. You want to make your bed every day. Start tomorrow and then start the next day and then start the next – whatever it takes to help you be a better person than you were the uh, previous day, get to it. So that's my encouragement for the person at home. So I really appreciate you, Darius, Kayana, and Brandy for just adding value to me and also adding value to my dear audience. And before I let you go, um, Brandy, we start with you. Um, as you guys have been just dropping gems of knowledge, how can the people connect with you? Uh, what do you have going on? Um, well, everybody can follow me on underscore underscore bad gal B. Be fit. Um, also, I have my own website, www.rawfitness.net. Um, you guys can um, reach out to me, get a consultation. I'm doing virtual training as well. So you can hit me on uh, both of those platforms. Uh, you, can, you can connect with me at d.fyt underscore dfit. Um, also, I have a website at www.dyfitness.org. And you can connect with me on Instagram. My fitness page is underscore, underscore Yana Fit, and it's Y-A-N-A-F-I-T. And then on YouTube, it is Yana Faith. So same thing, Y-A-N-A, and then Faith. And don't worry, I will leave all those links in the show notes before we conclude. Shout out to my mom and my dad. Pastor Leonard and Paula Calco uh, for being willing to have the hard conversations with me and encourage me in my health journey. So I want to throw that out there and thank you thriver for taking the time to listen. Uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much. Um, be sure to start with season one, episode one. I guarantee you, you would not regret binging all of this good content. Now go and be all that God has called you to be.